Alright, so question has become so there's been a lot of debate. We're talking about who's the greatest female fighter, and of course, everyone likes to bring up Ronda Rousey. And so the question is, is Ronda Rousey over overrated? We'll listen to different perspectives on the matter. And we're gonna start off with Chael Sonnen in this. Now you'll get my opinion at the end of it of these videos as well as you'll get my opinion at the end of most of these videos and all that good shit so here we go I tuned in which is with what I just I assume this just happened I assume this is a recent story he might have been going back so the way the story goes Errol's in an elevator he's at some place in Las Vegas he's in the elevator OJ Simpson's in the elevator O.J. Simpson begins to make conversation with Ariel and Ariel's cronies. O.J. Simpson invites them to come out with him. So they go. I think the elevator was taking them to wherever they were going, like some club or some kind of situation like this in the casinos. I kind of have to be left with my imagination of what I pictured. These are the words that are said. They go with O.J. So they're sitting around. Conversations going on. Couple of ladies of the night, and I'm quoting the story. And they're just sitting there. They can't really visit. There's music going. We all can probably picture something like that with a Vegas club. OJ leans over to Ariel at some point and says, you know what? I'm really not having that good of a time. I think I'm going to excuse myself to the bathroom and leave. So he does. And the part that Ariel thought was so interesting to the story was that OJ told him that before he did it. Like I, that Somehow he got a tickle out of that. And I must tell you, I can't think of very many O.J. Simpson stories in the last 20 years that I've enjoyed, but I wanted more on this one. Like, did O.J. recognize them? Is he secretly a fight fan? Did he know who Ariel was? He never exchanged niceties. Did he just know? He assumed you know who he was. He knew who Ariel was. So Ariel's going on about this, and then he transfers to a piece about Ronda Rousey. And he talked about Ronda is the most overhyped fighter of all time. Now... That's gonna hurt somebody's feelings. I don't want it to. I do not want it to. The story of Rhonda and Rhonda's career is awesome. But if you study that story, there's going to be some things like that that are gonna come up. Now, to be the most overhyped fighter of all time, that's not the insult it sounds like, but it sounds like a, it's something nasty, right? There's a world champion who's put into the Hall of Fame. It was a damn good career. You're talking about an ability to captivate the world's attention, it starts with a massive compliment, something that needs to be studied. How did she do that? How did she fool everybody? Or how did she make everybody believe something that apparently wasn't there for it to be the most overhyped? In all fairness, that was a very real thing. We just didn't know where that division was at. There was a day the UFC anointed two champions. They got one of them right and they didn't get one of them right. And there's no insult there. One was Jose Aldo. Hey, you've never fought in the octagon. Here's the UFC belt. Zero fights in the UFC. You're our champion. They got the right guy. For 145 pounds in the men's division, they found the baddest dude and they put the strap around. Now they attempted to do the same thing with Ronda. The problem is the division was brand new. We don't know what we don't know. And she was leaps and abounds better then who we deemed the number one contender, the number two ranked, the number three, that's just true. Amanda Nunes, by example, that had no problem with Ronda, very uncompetitive match, was not from a different generation. She didn't change weight classes. She wasn't in seventh grade when Ronda's making a run and Ronda's towards it. They're same age, same everything. We just didn't know where Amanda should be ranked. And because of that, we didn't have her ranked and because of that, we didn't put her in there for the title. And the same thing goes for Holly Holm. I believe Holly to be two years, and I could be wrong, and it's three, older than Rhonda. So when Holly came in against Rhonda, she didn't have any problem. But we didn't know. It was a seven-to-one underdog, Holly Holm was. Seven-to-one underdog. She didn't have any problem. Well, we didn't know where she should be. The division was just too new. We hadn't had enough fights yet. So that's where this overhyped business comes from. It sounds very mean, but it, it's not. The Rhonda story is an amazing one to study. How did you get there? 
I mean, Joe Rogan, who knows what he's looking at, famously said, Ron is not a once-in-a-generation, she's a once-in-a-ever. New York City playground basketball blew up on a global scale. We've revolutionized this game. She's a once-in-a-ever. You're looking around, you're going, wait a minute, this is a judo practitioner. J Judo's never had success in the UFC, and I do mean never. Not only has Judo never had a championship, Judo has never contested for a championship. Are you aware of that? Not only has nobody that's done ju Judo background been a champion, nobody was in a, a championship fight. It's very meaningful. Because here you have a Judo practitioner in the amateur ranks who did very well. With no boxing, no kickback. I mean, it was one of these things where it, it was kind of obvious. And we're talking about once in a ever. But this is Ariel's point. Ariel's point is to have those kind of statements made and not be. Ronda could beat up Floyd Mayweather if they fought in a street fight. These statements were made and they were not objected to. They were agreed with. And that was only Ariel's point. It wasn't to set out to discredit Ronda. Ronda's a world champion. Ronda's in the Hall of Fame. Ronda understood how to use that media, how to use that charisma, how to parlay that into something else. Ronda's story is a, a tremendous success story that started with a girl that had dropped out of high school, was living in a car to chase a dream of an Olympic medal, of which she got two trips to the Olympics, I believe. I know she got a bronze, but I believe she did two trips to the Olympics. It's a huge success story. But if you think that Ariel put her down, you're, you're, you're missing it. You got to study that. How did she do it? How did she captivate? How did she have those opponents one after the next after the next and stay away from the Hollies and the Amandas? How? It's just a question. The four horsemen and the Betch Carreras and all, all this type of stuff. If you look back in hindsight, you go, well, those weren't the top contenders. We didn't know who it was. All the while, Ronda openly refusing to fight Chris Cyborg. No problem. She took a full pass on that. And they were different ways. Everything's fine. But there was maneuvering. There was manipulation. There was a lot of really smart things done here. And the story of Ronda was a great one for promotion. I mean, I, I can remember times where the boss came out and said, this is the biggest star in the sport. I went to her fight in person when she took on Sarah McMahon. This is at one of the heights of her popularity. It's a world title defense. The building sat 13-8. We had 7,500 people. I'm just, in fairness, the story was never told straight. And the rankings were wrong and the championships were suspect. And the background of judo, which is just a limited field, just never had a level of success not to mention on an amateur level and not to mention one sport. Not a kickboxing background I've been doing, but I mean, it's just one of these things where it was playing itself out. There's not an insult there. There was an incredible career, one that I wish I had. One that you would wish that you had. And if at the end of that career, somebody sat back and said, Chael was the greatest media hype, the greatest myth the media ever had, I'm sitting back laughing. I'm lighting up a stogie, crossing my feet and laughing. That'd be one more thing that I did great. Aside from winning world championships, aside from making a bunch of money, aside from getting in movies and parlaying my career, I also manipulated the world's media. It's not an insult that Ariel gave. He's accurate when he says it. Don't stop there, study it and try to figure out how did it happen. All right, so there's a couple of things to unpack in there. For one, she was not the first person to, for one, to be an Olympian in judo and win a title. Hector Lombard actually was one of the first, and Fedor actually was a multiple-time champion in judo. Not Olympian, but definitely had a background in judo, competed in one championships, excuse me, and... You also have to think, 
also, and like I said, Hector Lombard, who was also an Olympian in judo as well, represented Australia. You know, Olympian level, Olympian in judo, represented Australia. Bellator, middleweight champion, was undefeated for a long time. So you have to understand. Now, you also have to understand another thing that Chell is wrong about in this situation is you also have to look at, you have to understand the UFC was the only organization that didn't have a formed women's division. All other organizations, their divisions were pretty formed. Strike Force had a good had a pretty good formed division, you know, before it was taken over by the UFC, Bellator and Bellator and I believe Invicta also existed around was starting to exist around that time. But there was organizations that were ahead of the curve long before the UFC that had pretty formed divisions. The UFC was the only one that didn't have a strong or at least a formed women's division yet so for Rhonda you know she was ahead of the curve you know so for Rhonda of course she 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 was ahead of the curve without a doubt because the UFC just didn't have a formed women's division yet another thing is yes she was a world champion but like I said you also have to understand you know styles make fights and I've always said before MMA does the exact same thing as boxing it's just a different they just sell they 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 do the exact same thing as boxing they just sell it differently you know it's the same shit different smell and ronda was given fights that made her look good the ufc will do that they the ufc does the exact same thing boxing does okay it's no secret they do the exact same thing it's just they just sell it differently to where it doesn't look like it's what you think it is and and that's the truth i mean you know and, and the thing is it's like if you're if you're looking at this in pure fighting she was good but she wasn't great i mean her grappling she was good but she wasn't great we we didn't know if her grappling we just didn't know if her grap like we never we we knew that her grappling was top notch but anybody that tested her in the grappling department either didn't have the skill or they didn't have the heart. And anybody that had a, just an all-around skill set to test her didn't have the skill or the heart. And it was, it was, like I said, it was the Tyson dynamic. Like I said, if you're, if you're looking at just skill and things like that, well, you know, she wasn't that good. But... It's it's pretty much as Emmanuel Stewart described Mike Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson, you know, in terms of, you know, if we're looking at it like skill and fighter quality wouldn't wouldn't be considered shouldn't isn't considered the greatest because of that. But if we're talking about purely impact, like uh, let me repeat that Mike Tyson, when he described, you know, Mike Tyson's an all-time great, not because of his skill, but because of the fact that he is a, not because of his skill, but because of the impact he had when he came into the world of boxing. And that's pretty much Ronda. Ronda's impact in the UFC is what makes her a Hall of Famer. Not her skill or her fighting capability, but her the cultural impact that she had just like as mike tyson's cult had a cultural impact so did ronda now the truth of the matter is the person who's given the credit of you know now the truth of the matter is at the end of the day the credit of for putting women's mma on the map goes to gina carano without a doubt but most people aren't going to say that because gina wasn't in the ufc and as it's always said as it's always believed by UFC fans and casuals, if you're not in the UFC, you know, you ain't shit. You didn't, you didn't make history. You didn't make no moves or whatever. Even though that's not true, and any hardcore MMA fan, hardcore MMA fan knows for a fact that's not true. Um, without a doubt. We, anybody with common sense knows that's not true. So when it comes to putting women's MMA on the end... Uh, when it comes to women's MMA, the credit should go to Gina. But when it comes to 
you know but when it comes to when it comes to just when it comes to MMA the credit goes to Gina but when it comes to the UFC you have to give Ronda her credit Ronda you know is Ronda was the you know I mean Ronda had a huge impact for the women in the UFC without a doubt you you have to get like I said when it comes to just MMA all around you have to give it to Gina but if you're talking about who made a big who made but if you're talking about just the UFC clearly you have to give Ronda her her you know flowers because she made a huge impact in the UFC but when it comes down to like MMA in general that's not the case and you know and like I said I mean Culture-wise, she made a huge impact culturally, you know. Yeah, culturally, you know, culture-wise, she made a huge impact. So, yeah, you you, you, you can give her credit in, in that matter. So, you can give her her credit in that matter. I mean... One person says, if you're speaking of purely on fighting capabilities, yes, she is... If you're talking about, uh, if you're talking on her impact on the sport, she is underrated. Without Ronda, there would be no women MMA in the UFC. Well, like I said, that goes to Gina. Without Gina, there would be no women's MMA in the UFC because without her. Now, when it comes to, you know, as this person said, when when you're talking about the cultural impact she had, of course you got to give Ronda her credit. If you're talking about the impact she made in the UFC, you also have to give her her credit as well. But when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to MMA in general, Ron without Gina there wouldn't have been no Ronda. There would be no Ronda, and there'd be no women's MMA in in the UFC. So Ronda was the reason. Yeah, it was so without Gina. There would be no women's MMA or Ronda in the UFC, without a doubt. Gina Carano deserves that credit, without a doubt. But yes, like I said, culturally, when it comes to the UFC and culture and mainstream culture, Ronda had a huge impact, without a doubt. But when it comes down to putting women's MMA on the map and opening that door for women's MMA to even get noticed by the UFC, you know, that credit goes to Gina Carano. Um, Let's see. Somebody said, look, Ronda was an MMA champion. She did it as a judo player. That's it. No wrestling, no boxing, no kickboxing, blah, blah, blah. Just judo, which makes her the greatest female judo player of all time. Well, like I said... That's not necessarily true. I mean, that's not necessarily true. Fedor was a judo player and Hector Lombard, a judo player. Both of them were world champions. So, eh. And then one person said, I simply cannot believe there are so many that are dissing out a legend like Ronda. I mean, she lost her last two fights, but just look at her resume and star power. Like I said, her star power, yes. Her resume, her, her, her resume, without a doubt, questionable. But her star power, you can't, you can't question that. And... And like I said, she's not the only Olympian to win a title, so. Let's see. Alright, so let's listen to my not-so-favorite MMA analyst, The Weasel. And let's listen to that take. Want to watch Meerkats without the ads? Oh, am I an ad? Get YouTube Premium. All YouTube, no interruptions. I did it. A transcending star, the greatest ever to have done it, and the face of the sport, or simply an exaggerated athletic career. What's up, guys? I'll be talking about the truth of Ronda Rousey's legacy and her career. First, I am not showing any kind of bias against or for Ronda Rousey. This is an objective view on Ronda Rousey's career and her legacy. 
I know there are a lot of Ronda Rousey fans. I know there are a lot of Ronda Rousey haters, too. And I hope you guys can look at this through an unbiased view. Ronda Rousey was a transcending star. She was a global star, beloved by media and fans and people around the whole world. She was deemed to be unstoppable at one point, being able to face men in her own sport, often described as one of the greatest athletes, the most dominating athlete. These claims are definitely exaggerated, of course. Ronda Rousey was one of the biggest stars in the world. She was able to go to different countries and draw a very successful amount of numbers for her fights. Going into Brazil against a Brazilian and setting a very successful fight in terms of business numbers and also being cheered in quote-unquote hostile territory. Also going into Australia and setting the record in Australia for an MMA event, even though her and her opponent were both from the United States. She was able to sell 1.1 million buys on two pay-per-views, even after her loss. So she is a big star of the UFC, one of the biggest stars ever in the sport. Even before this, she has claimed the face of women's MMA. Although she's not the first, the predecessor to that title was Gina Carano, but a devastating loss to Chris Cyborg, setting her into retirement, erased her face from that banner, and Ronda Rousey soon came to claim that title. She opened the eyes on women's athletics, opening doors for other women to compete in this sport and other sports. Also, people are not giving the credit to the media for this too. The media had a huge impact on Ronda Rousey's success also. People are giving Ronda Rousey all of the credit. Much of the credit deserves to go to the media and also her promoter. Without the media, without Dana White, without the UFC, Ronda Rousey would not be what she was. All of those variables together create the star of Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey then became the most important women's fighter to ever fight in the octagon. And she is, without a doubt, she is the most important. Don't get that mistaken with the best. And a lot of that came from timing, the competition, and also came from appearance and charisma. So as a global star, Ronda Rousey is huge, one of the biggest stars to ever grace the octagon so far. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Dana White's been saying women will never fight in the UFC. But then you have one woman who's one of the biggest stars to ever fight in your organization. But again, you gotta give credit to the media as well as Ronda Rousey, as well as Dana White and the organization. It's not all Ronda Rousey. Without the media, without Dana White, without the UFC, Ronda Rousey's nothing. That's the truth. She is nothing without those three. There's Conor McGregor, there's Brock Lesnar, there's George St. Pierre, and then there's Ronda Rousey. Or you can say Ronda Rousey's above George St. Pierre. So she's up there, that's the point. So we've covered the success of Ronda Rousey outside of fighting, outside of the cage. So then we look at her record. Ronda Rousey amassed a 12-2 and record, 12 wins, 2 losses, and has never gone to the decision. She actually has never gone past the third round. Her longest fight was three rounds with Misha Tate in the rematch. Ronda Rousey's been fighting since 2011. 2011, that's a very short career, five and a half years about. And the fact that she could not rise up against the fighters five and a half years later. And you look at Holly Holm, you look at Amanda Nunes, they have actually been fighting longer than she has at a professional level. But then you look at Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes has actually been fighting longer than Ronda Rousey for three more years. Amanda Nunes has been fighting in MMA for eight to nine years. And she's at the top now. She's the best right now in her division. And the fact that Ronda Rousey cannot fight or be able to compete with her, a fighter who's been fighting in this sport for longer than she has, this speaks about her career. It speaks about her legacy. Because people want to throw out that Ronda Rousey, oh, she's a pioneer, she's been fighting forever. No, she actually has not been fighting. She's actually one of the youngest fighters. She hasn't had wars. She's been beating women in like 14 seconds without taking any damage. As people have been saying, this is a young person sport the fact that the older fighters or the fighters that have been fighting longer at this sport are evolving faster and more efficiently than the younger Ronda Rousey yes people will tell me what are you saying Amanda Nunes is younger than Ronda Rousey by like two years or whatever not in fight years Amanda Nunes has been fighting longer than Ronda Rousey she has more miles on her she's been through more wars than Ronda Rousey Ronda Rousey's been beating opponents 
very quickly. But then she fights a different fighter and who's older than her by a considerate amount. And she doesn't show the necessary evolution in her skills to compete with the older fighter, which she should have evolved even further. She gets pummeled easily. It's not even a, it's not even a contest. It, it speaks about her legacy. Before her first loss, Ronda Rousey was exaggerated to this all-time great, quote-unquote, once-ever kind of athlete. She was hypothetically put into fights with men in the same weight class as her. Others have put her against one of the boxing greats, Floyd Mayweather. And others were confident that she would be able to fight into another sport, such as boxing, and beat Olympic boxers, men and female, and also drew great criticism from the BJJ players when people would throw her name into the elites of BJJ, like Mackenzie Dern and even Gabby Garcia. This is before her loss. People had this high regard for Ronda Rousey in terms of all combat athletics. Of course, it was very exaggerated. But the thing was, many people believed it. Many people believed that she could beat Floyd Mayweather in the octagon or even in a street fight. People thought that she could beat Olympic boxers without having really any formal pure boxing training and beat the best BJJ players to date. Many, many of these claims came from her own camp. Many of these claims came from her supporters and people who were just traumatized and just dazed by the career of Ronda Rousey, by her legacy at that point, where she was beating other females in 14, 16 seconds record time. Two of her title fights are among the fastest in the top five in UFC history. 14 seconds against Kat Zingano and 16 seconds against Alexis Davis. She shows some of her striking skills against Sarah McMahon and against Besh Correa and also against Alexis Davis. So people were quick to pull her name and throw her into the elite of every other combat sport because she was quote unquote doing it all and doing it all very easily. If you look on paper just by numbers and just by a glance over her career and a glance over her record, it seems pretty impressive. Winning fights in 16, 14 seconds, winning fights in 34 seconds, never going past the third round. This, you know, looking at just that without looking at the competition, that's impressive. But the truth is, the truth, if you go into her fights and you look at who she's fighting also, it takes away from the greatness. No disrespect to any of Ronda Rousey's opponents, but they were not the best fighters. They were good fighters at the time, but when you compare it to today, it's not really too impressive. But yet people overlooked the competition. They were looking at the star Ronda Rousey. She was shiny. The opponent did not matter, as they said. It was almost the Mike Tyson effect. It didn't matter who Mike Tyson was fighting. It doesn't matter who Ronda Rousey is fighting. She's going to win. We want to see her doing it in an amazing way at some really short amount of time. Instead of just glancing over the octagon, you look at the opponent she's fighting also. She didn't fight any opponent that was well-rounded. All of Ronda Rousey's opponents were all grapplers with no footwork and no real striking pedigree. Mine is Beshkoya, but Beshkoya is not some elite striker. So where does she fit? No disrespect to Beshkoya, but her skills do not match up. Even though you would categorize Beshkoya as a striker, her striking was actually worse than Ronda Rousey's and most of the opponents Ronda Rousey has faced. But the rest, Liz Carmouche, Alexis Davis, Misha Tate, Kat Zingano, Sarah McMahon, they're all grapplers. Tough grapplers, but they're all grapplers with very little footwork skills and a mediocre or average, if that, striking. Her opponents that she was fighting also fit to her style. It was very easy for Ronda Rousey to clinch with the opponent because the opponent didn't have any necessary footwear. But then again, this is all there was though. She was beating who they had. They gave her the best opponents they had at that time. Some people are saying, but where's Chris Cyborg? I agree. That fight should have happened a long time ago. It didn't happen for whatever reason. In the 135 pound division, in the UFC, of what they had, she fought them and she beat them okay so you can't blame her for that but then she fights holly Holm, and holly Holm, very well versed in striking amazing footwork and we finally got to see what happens when ronda faces a different kind of opponent or in this case a striker with great footwork ken zagano michete all of her opponents are on one side of the spectrum best core is a little bit to the middle and then you have holly Holm on the complete other side and we could say holly Holm is probably the best striker and probably has the best footwork that ronda rousey has ever faced in the cage and also in her gym and we've seen what happened 
And then afterward, Ronda Rousey fought against Amanda Nunes. Without the speculation of where Ronda's head was at, without without looking at that, because we don't know, I addressed this before, we don't know what she was thinking, if she was broken or anything, we really don't know any of that. She fought a well-rounded opponent this time, not just a striker, not just a grappler. Amanda Nunes is the most well-rounded fighter in that division. All Amanda really needed was her striking and her footwork. Different than Holly Holm, but that's really the general aspect. Striking and footwork. She stood no chance. It was a fight that should not have been made. That's what it looked like. It looked like an amateur versus a professional. So we really got to see what Ronda Rousey's weakness was. So she had the right opponent for years and years until she fought someone different. We've seen where her strengths do not show effect. People are very quick to say how great Ronda Rousey was at the time. But I'm not here to say that Ronda Rousey was not great at all. For what she has done, she's still right now one of the best ever. If I want to get specific, she's most likely not in the top three of my personal list. But she's outside of that. But then again, female fighters in the UFC are very young in the sport. And what I mean by that, people will say, but look at Misha Tate has been fighting for 10 years. The female fighters before the UFC did not understand their potential. They did not see their potential. Look at Misha Tate in Force. Misha Tate never progressed really in her skills. Once she got to the UFC, she was a better fighter. She started to realize her potential. Every fighter did. Every single fighter did. You look at Amanda Nunes. Amanda. Chime is Fifi Overdrop with Spot Me. If you need a little Sorry, extra cash, it's, an an ad. it's there. Up to $200 when you set up direct deposit. <laughs> Amanda Nunes was always just a grappler until she got in the UFC, had a couple fights, and then completely evolved into a well-rounded fighter. When Ronda Rousey got into the UFC, she was handed the belt right away. She was part of the infancy of female fighters in the UFC. So Ronda Rousey sprung up to the top right away. Right in the beginning of the UFC, she was the top. She was the best. So she had no real vision. What are most fighters' goals? to become champion, to become the best in their division. Of course, some have bigger aspirations, some have bigger goals, but that's what most of them do. Ronda Rousey was given that goal right in the beginning. So where was she really gonna go from there? She already set the bar in her first fight in the UFC. So where did she really wanna go from there? She was already the best. Personally, I thought Chris Cyborg was always the best, but people gave Ronda Rousey the title as the best. So what was Ronda Rousey's goal after that? Ronda Rousey wanted to become the only undefeated champion in the UFC. She wanted to become unstoppable, undefeated throughout her whole career. And she never accepted the possibility that she could lose. What did she used to say? I am prepared to beat the best on my worst day. It's a good way of thinking, but she never accepted the possibility that she could lose in any aspect of the sport. And she was at the top. So how is she gonna progress her skills and also evolve herself when she's already at the top and she thinks she's unstoppable. What is the point of progressing at that point? And who does she have to look at to progress? Who is her coach to evolve her game to? So in her mind, most likely, she was thinking, no one has equal skills to me. I can beat Olympic boxers. I can beat the elite of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at BJJ. I can beat kickboxers at their own game. I can beat wrestlers at their own game. This was her mindset. So, in her mind, she was the best everywhere. She looked at herself as the perfect fighter, or just about. Of course, many of these things came into her head from people in her camp, which is very, very wrong, but it happened. So what happens is she gets put up against Holly Holm, right? Holly Holm is probably the best boxer and also probably kickboxer Ronda Rousey has ever faced, ever even sparred with, probably. And Ronda Rousey completely threw out the option that Holly Holm could beat her, even in the striking match. Ronda Rousey's plan was to box with Holly Holm and show that I am the best boxer, not Holly Holm, the 18-time champion. I'm the best boxer. The fight comes, and Holly Holm clearly dominates Ronda Rousey on the feet. And it completely destroyed Ronda Rousey's ego in that fight. Because Ronda Rousey, one, could not strike with her. Then she couldn't take her down. In all of that chaos in the fight, Ronda Rousey was probably having her own fight in her head during that fight. I'm the best boxer, I'm the best kickboxer, I'm the best whatever. And then she finds out she's not. The only thing she was really the best at was judo and clinch work probably. That's really it. 
Ronda Rousey is probably shown to have the best judo or effective judo in the UFC. Of course, you look at her competition and who she can use that against. But she she did show some judo effectiveness, uh, such as the Kat Zingano fight. That was impressive. That was very impressive the way she was able to do that. Of course, Kat Zingano made a huge mistake, but the technique there was present. But then again, judo has never shown to be effective in the ufc of course i'm not throwing out the possibility that someone can come out and use effective judo and completely dominate elite fighters too it'll take a fighter to do that so ronda rousey she was a good fighter she was a good fighter she had good grappling skills exaggerated legacy at the time yes people are starting to figure that out in combat and fighting capabilities of course ronda rousey is not the best of course. When it comes to importance to women's MMA and also female sports, that is where she is one of the best. People still look up to Ronda Rousey and she has shown that female sports are also entertaining as well. They're also important as well. Even though she lacked in some skills, she showed a mass audience around the world that women who compete in sports can also entertain just as much as the men. Some of her fights you cannot deny were actually very entertaining to watch. And that's another aspect as to why so many people were attracted to her, is because the way she fought too. She showed people, it's not just the men. Us women, we can perform too. We can show our athletic ability. We can put everything on the line for the fans and everyone. And that's a very good outlet for every other woman athlete. She created doors for other females. In the case, she is not the best by any means. When it comes to the importance of the sport and female athletics, there she is in high regards. So that is the truth of Ronda Rousey's legacy. That is my take on it also. You may have a different take. You might disagree. I can imagine some people might disagree because many people look at Ronda Rousey in a different lens. I'm looking at her career and her legacy in the most unbiased way I can. And this is what I see. This is the truth that I see from it. So that is the video, guys. If you guys disagree, if you guys agree, be sure to leave it in the comments. Yeah, so like, it just comes down to, yeah, I mean, he, he is wrong, though, about judo being effective in the UFC. Once again, he's saying the UFC. He's not saying MMA. Because if we looked at MMA, we know judo is effective. And even in the UFC, we've seen judo being very effective. Um, Carl Parisian, perfect example of that. Or even Hector Lombard coming in. So, judo has been proven to be effective in MMA all around, regardless of the organization that you're in. Um, but, yeah. Uh. Sorry. Uh, let's see. What do some of these people in the comments say? I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, also, there is a difference between being the best versus being great. Being the best versus being the greatest. When in terms of being the best, she wasn't the best. But when it comes down to being the greatest, she, well, yeah, but it's only because of her impact. You know, she made a huge impact on, you know, she made a huge impact on mainstream culture and the UFC, you know, and that's it. Like I said before previous, Gina Carano is the person who put women's MMA on the map for it to be noticed by the UFC. The person who made the impact in the UFC was Ronda Rousey, who you could give credit to when it comes to the UFC and, you know, mainstream culture. So, but, um, one person said, although you are correct in your assessment of PR being the most important, <sighs> I'm so much most important female fighter today. You are missing or not addressing the biggest argument against the label or title being given to her, and that is how or why she was she was the most important, and that was because she was built up to be the marketing machine and the media. The critics of the PR stat the critics of the PR status knew absolutely knew 
and she was extremely one-dimensional. Those that rolled jits had serious questions about her ground skills beyond that spider web slash armbar. Crossover boxing fans had serious questions about her striking, and because all and because all we ever saw in researching her judo days. Wait, hold on. And because all we ever saw and researching her judo days had serious questions about her wrestling. Could she shoot an effective single double leg if the upper body clinch was taken away from her? Kickboxing kickboxing has asked, what if you attack her legs? There were huge holes. However, those of us that pointed that pointed them out were dismissed as haters. That is true. That is true. People who pointed out the flaws and holes were considered haters. Further, a lot like Elvis gets so much credit for rock and roll while ignoring those that actually blazed the trail. That's true. Like I said, Gina Carano was the one who put women's MMA on the map. Rhonda was just the person who got to live off the spoils of that, you know? PR is a media darling and history was revised to make her PR is a media darling and history was revised to make her a pioneer in women's MMA. You mentioned Gina and Cyborg yourself, both women that had already grabbed the attention of MMA fans. They both grabbed the attention of MMA fans, both men and women. Further, I have to disagree with your technical assessment of her fights pre-home and Betch. Was not the best striker she faced. That was Tate. Betch. Oh, okay, so sorry. It's an assessment of pre-home. Betch was not the best striker she faced. That was Tate. And if you watch her second fight, you will see how Tate's rudimentary footwork and striking was getting to was getting to Ronda Rousey. I think the major technical mistake Tate made was trying to take Ronda down, shooting in and getting reversed time and time and again. This fight time and time and again. I agree with that because I remember watching that fight and even said multiple times, I don't understand why she is trying to clinch. She should stay on the outside keep circling keep keep it on the feet she should stay on the outside keep circling keep it on the feet use her striking because she's getting the better of the feet and ronda can't do anything to her and ronda's slowing down i mean that's what she should do you know use her grappling to stay out of the clinch but for some reason her corner told her to keep charging at her just keep pressing forward and keep charging at her like why like why the fuck should you do that it's it's obvious she's slowing down and it's obvious that you know you're getting the better of her on the feet so stay on the outside and beat her up on the feet and use your grappling to clinch it's just i i never understood why her corner told her that it, it still baffles me that her corner to told to told her to keep going forward i don't know why her corner told her to do that that was just that was absolutely dumb I, I, yeah, like I said, I just, I don't know why they did that. That was just absolutely dumb. It just, it baffled me. Like, if you don't believe me, you go watch the fight. Like, you hear Tate's corner tell her, just keep pressing forward. Like, why? If she keeps going forward, Ronda will clench her and then throw her. She should stay on the outside, and she should stay on the outside and beat her up on the feet. And use her grappling to, to stay out of the clinch. Like, what the fuck? But the... For whatever reason, I, I don't know, but this fight more than any other showed me Ronda Rousey's footwork striking was extremely flawed. And when I begin to question all the hype, and I have to disagree with you that the UFC gave Ronda Rousey their best, they did not. They shielded Ronda, gave her fights that were good matchups for her style, and kept fighters that were bad for her style out of the UFC for as long as they could, i.e., Holly Holm. Holm should have been offered a reasonable UFC contract at least before she was offered at least before she was offered one. Long and short, Ronda Rousey was a media creation, and I even question if she is a legit fighter, not just an athlete, and and I even question and I even question if she is a legit fighter fighter and not just an athlete that was spoon fed good matchups for a moment in time to make a quick 
Fuck. <clears throat> Sorry, let me read that. <clears throat> Sorry. Long story short, Ronda Rousey was a media creation, and I have, and I even, and I even question if she is, a le- and I, e- and I even question if she is a legit fighter and not just an athlete that was spoon-fed good matchups for a moment in time to make a quick buck. Absolutely, he did. This guy really hits it on the head. His name is Yeet, but uh, he he hits it on the head. I mean. Because Tate really showed, exposed Ronda's striking and her footwork, you know, when they were striking on the feet. And if Tate had just stayed on the feet and used her footwork to circle and, you know, kept it striking and used her grappling to stay out of the clinch, you know, she would have won. But for some reason, her corner kept telling her to keep pressing forward and make it a dogfight, which was dumb. But... You know, and but yeah, I mean, it's she was she was a media creation. She was a media creation. They didn't get Cyborg. They didn't get Gina. They needed somebody to be they they needed somebody to pump up their own division, you know, because the reality is, is that the UFC any, the, the UFC is all about its own creations. If you're not created by the UFC, you're the enemy. I've, I've used this example before. I've said this before with Michael Chandler. The UFC is not on your side. Okay, if you're somebody coming from an outside organization, they need somebody that they can, from an outside organization. Yes, Ronda came from Strike Force, but Ronda was like barely in Strike Force at the time. Like like Misha Tate was already established in Strike Force. Ronda had just barely came in Strike Force. So the UFC snatched her up right like at the right time. So that way at the right time. Okay. So you know, it was perfect. And like I said, the UFC was trying to pump up their own division. And Ronda was the creation for her own division. I mean, and Ronda was the forefront to help create their own division. I mean, like I said, I, 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 this person hits her right on the head. I mean, anybody that questioned her, anybody that even remotely questioned her skill set was immediately seen as a hater and, you know, you don't know shit and yada, yada, yada. And like I said, styles make fights and she was given fights to help her look good. She was given fighters that either didn't have the heart or fighters who had who who had no skill, but they had a lot of heart. And that's and that was exact and that's what they did. And then of course the media hyped her up as well to where, you know, they made her seem like she was this godsend and she was the reason women's MMA was put on the map when in fact that title goes to Gina and Chris Cyborg, you know, because if it wasn't for them, there'd be no Ronda. Hell, the UFC would have never looked in the direction of women's MMA. But because they put women's MMA on the map, you know, the UF, it allowed the UFC to come in and start building their own division, which gave way for Ronda to, you know, which gave way for Ronda to come in, you know, and for it gave way for Ronda to come in and get and build her for, for Ronda to come in and build this, you know, creation that she would end up becoming. So, I mean, yeah, th- this person hits her right on the fucking head. I mean, I could they couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, this person yeet whatever yeet yeet whatever on on YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Hit it right on the head. Thank you. I mean, this this person re- just they hit it right on the head. Yep. And like I said, revised, you know, the media and, you know, a lot of UFC, a lot of, I would say the media, a lot of UFC supporters and UFC fans, we'll just say fans, you know, because that's, that's, there's a, you know, because that's the main reason why a lot of history, MMA history gets revised is because of, you know, the UFC media and fans you know, made her out to be like she was some pioneer, but in reality, 
she wasn't, you know, but in reality, she wasn't really a, uh, she wasn't really a huge pioneer. I mean, she, she wasn't not at the level of, of a Gina or a cyborg, but you know, you're not at the level of a, I wouldn't call her a pioneer. She definitely made an impact, but I wouldn't, but not at the level of a, like, I wouldn't call her a pioneer. I would, you know, she's definitely made her impact without a doubt, but I wouldn't call her a pioneer. But like this person said, you know, the media, along with UFC fans and just with I, the media, along with UFC fans, you know, revised the history and, and made it seem like she was this pioneer and there was nothing before her. When in reality, that's not the case. Um, this other person, Keith, this person named Keith also said, I've been saying I have been saying all of that starting before she was ever in the UFC and arguing it with the Ronda fanboys ever since. Laugh out loud. I could see I could see in the first Misha Tate fight how she could not take punches. Go back and and look on how she reacted when Misha connected with her face. I know Misha lost to Ronda twice, but if they fought again, I would bet on Misha because Misha learned learned from her mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that that's the thing. Like, people don't understand, like, just because she beat Misha doesn't mean she's better than Misha. She caught Misha at a time when Misha hadn't realized her potential. Misha Tate was still in development. Like I said, a lot of those fighters that she fought were still in development. So, of course, she beat Misha twice because Misha was still in development. If she fought Misha when Misha had realized her potential, you know, the Misha Tate that would end up becoming the world champ, Ronda would have lost. She would lose without a doubt. You know, I mean, the whole division would have crushed her. Um, Albert, someone said, Marvelous Royalty. I agree with you, brother. To me, Cyborg versus Corona was a huge fight for women's MMA, and Strike Force have the ones who, and Strike Force were the ones that gave women a chance. Absolutely. All the credit goes to Strike Force. All the credit goes to Strike Force, you know, and Gina Carano and Chris Cyborg for putting women's M- women's MMA on the map. But like I said, of course, the the UFC media, but of course, you know, the PR media and the UFC fanboys are going to revise it and make it look like it was that there that it was the UFC who did all these things. Like I said, the media the, the UFC, the reason why pe- the UFC has a very strong fan base and the reason why they have a strong fan base is because the UFC is very good at selling, you know, is very good at selling, is very good at selling, whether it's a fight, a fighter, uh, an idea, even, uh, you know, an idea, something. It, the UFC is very good with, you know, is very good with, you know, when it comes to PR, the UFC is awesome at, at doing it. When it comes to selling a fight or a fighter, when it comes down to just the PR media in general, the UFC is excellent when it comes to that. They know how to sell a fight. They know how to sell a fighter. They know, they know how to sell. And, and along with having a strong fan base, it allows them to get away with that. So um, let's see. Uh, Albert, someone, GG Muscle says, it is possible prior to July 2015, she was juicing of some sort as USADA came crashing down on the UFC after this time, and voila, her downfall begins. Or another possibility is that you have to remember when she became champion, Women's MMA was still in its early stage, and I think that her competition was improving while she remained the same. Also, I think after her first loss, not only, not only was she never the same again, she got a hell of a lot worse. Mm, yes and no, because in yes and no, because if you go back to Strike Force, Strike Force had a strong women's division, but she didn't. She she only fought uh, only a handful of fights when she got to Strike Force. That's the thing people don't realize. She didn't have a lot of fights in Strike Force. That's the that's the thing. Like she only had like maybe four fights in total. And so she only had like what about four fights in total. So she didn't have a lot in strike force. So we didn't get to see her against other fighter again how she did against the other competition in there. We only got to see like 
only her against a small snippet of competition, you know, because like I said, the UFC had acquired Strike Force and they snatched her up first chance to get. That's why I'm saying is Ronda was a UFC creation, even though, yes, she got started in Strike Force. She came to Strike Force at the Taylor end. So she was still so she was still in development. She had she she was still in development. She was still green around the gills, which was perfect for the UFC. You know, which was which was absolutely perfect for the UFC. That's how the UFC wants to get him. The UFC doesn't want to get established, you know. Yeah. She she didn't the thing is she was still green around the gills and that's how the UFC likes to get them. The UFC likes to get them when they're green around the gills. The UFC doesn't want to get them when they're not green around the gills. Like I said, if you're if you're like an already an established fighter like a Michael Chandler, the UFC is going to look to bury you because they don't want the competition getting any praise. Now, if they get you like like I said, if they if you're a Ronda Rousey and you're green around the gills and you haven't been in strike force very long, you've only had like 3 fights in strike force and you know and and things like that and and you're still fresh out the oven well then guess what the ufc is going to pick you up because they can mold you into whatever they want you know they can build you up however they want it's not the same it's, it's not the same you, you you see what i'm saying like that that's the thing and that's one of the reasons why the ufc still does the ultimate fighter that's why you know the contender series is such a you know big hit for them because they can take fighters who are fresh out the oven and build them up any which way they want. Look at Sugar Sean O'Malley. They're pumping the shit out of him. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're pumping the shit out of him. And how did he get started through the contender series? So yeah, Ronda was, you know, so yeah, you know, Ronda was a good example of that. I mean, You know, so yeah, I mean, like I said, these people, they they hit it, they hit it on the head, they they hit it right on the head. So all around, the truth is this: was Ronda Rousey overrated? Absolutely, she was overrated. There's, she was extremely overrated. Um, there's no denying that she did have a. There was no denying she did have a mainstream impact, and there's nothing faulting her for that. But to call her a pioneer and say that she paved the way is, once again, it's just, it's an overstatement. It's an, it's an overstatement. And, you know, once again, it's like, like this person said, that's all from the media and revised history from the PR teams and the UFC fan base that have revised history into this idea that, you know, if it wasn't in the UFC, it doesn't mean shit. And so, yeah, Ronda was a UFC creation, you know, they, they grabbed her up, you know, when she was still green around the gills and they built her into something that she wasn't and she was at the right was given the right fights at the right time and now here it is i mean it, it, you know it's cool that she was you know given her spot in the hall of fame but the reality is is to call herself a pioneer i mean i you know it's just that's they're wrong you know the credit of pioneer in putting women's mma on the map should go to Corano and cyborg because without them there would be no women's mma and no one would have noticed women women's mma at all the ufc would have never looked in that direction if it wasn't for them so but yeah ronda was um ronda was an overhyped you know, and Ronda was overhyped. And could she have been something great? Maybe. Yeah, possibly. But, you know, you know, could she have been possibly? But, you know, she was green around the gills and was sucked in, you know, and had people around her that, you know, pumped her up and gave her this false sense of security. And as a result, it just, it, it stifled her, it stifled her growth. I mean, 
like I said, I mean, like I said, we will never, we'll never really know if she could ever really have improved. We we won't, re- we never really truly will know. I mean, because once again, you know, when we saw her take shots, even before she experienced her first loss, you could tell she just, you can tell she didn't like it, and you could tell it really bugged her. You know, you could tell she didn't like it. You can tell it really bugged her. You can tell that. In fights, like like I said, in the Misha Tay fights where Misha gave her some frustration, she had, you could tell it, it was, it really got to her. And so, all in all, I don't think she would have, you know, I don't think she would have been the best. And I don't think she, I don't know if she would have made the top five, maybe top ten. But I, I wouldn't have seen her making, becoming the world champion or, you know, staying, you know, staying world champion at most. So, I mean, if she were to become one. So, yeah. Was she overhyped? I mean, absolutely. Was she overrated? Absolutely. But there was no denying that her mainstream impact did help the UFC a lot more than her UFC. Her mainstream impact did help her, you know, did help. Her mainstream impact did help the UFC gain a whole new ground. So, I mean, kudos to her.